We are Allie and Erica, certified integrative nutrition health coaches in gut and hormone health and the hosts of the podcast, Courageous Wellness. We are committed to destigmatizing conversations in the wellness space and celebrate the experiences and lessons of our guests in pursuit of physical, emotional, and spiritual wellness. Listen to Courageous Wellness wherever you get your podcasts with fresh episodes every Wednesday. That's French. Uh, this is Sarah May, and this is a podcast for Cindy, um, and I think it's a great topic. So thanks, girl. And it's about thinking too much. Um, so if your brain starts chattering and just seems to never stop, or if you feel just distracted and unable to focus, this is for you. So it's just, it's basically about chronic thinking like your brain just won't shut up and it's just getting a little bit noisy up there Um, and it's set up in two parts the what and the solution so the first part is the what firstly I'm stoked you're listening to this and I'm stoked that I wrote it because it's kind of a big deal and it's really bad for you chronic overthinking is like really really bad for you and If it's happening to you, you've got to do something about it because you're actually likely causing, among other things, gene damage and like advancing your brain's aging. Overthinking is also tied to a lot of other diseases like autoimmune disorders, heart problems, not to mention emotional disorders like depression and anxiety. How the crap. I know, it's crazy. Um, And it's actually super logical when you learn about the science. Um, It took me a really long time to just let it sink in, but here's the gist of it. And if you want to read any of this stuff for yourself, I'm going to post links to all of my research on the blog version of the post. So whenever, um, just I guess in the next week, check teaspoonhappy.com. Alrighty, so basically... It all comes down to um, your brain, when your brain is like constantly thinking, it's doing one of two things. You're either stressed, like your body's actively feeling chemicals of stress, or it's going into default mode. Those two things are kind of what I'm going to talk about. So when you're in stress mode, like you're, let's say, worrying about stuff you've got to do tomorrow, or you're like replaying stuff that stressed you out today, or watching the news, and then something terrible is happening on the news, you're in, you're physically in fight or flight mode, like which was designed to save your life. Um, Some of the things that are happening, you're getting extra uh, blood flow going to your muscles, and sugars and fats are pumping into your bloodstream. Um, the blood is actually being taken from other places like your skin and your gut. So your actual digestion shuts down. Um, your immune system pumps out inflammatory chemicals just so you have a burst of immunity while you're in danger. And, uh, that when you are doing that all the time, just by thinking about things that are worrisome or stressful, um, by the way, we're the only creatures on the planet that do that. Thanks, universe. (laughs) 
just kidding. Um, because, like, animals don't do that. They don't, like, replay things. But, like, because we have imagination, we, we do that all the time. We, we visualize things and then physically react to those things. Um, so while you are in this overactivation of the fight-or-flight response, um, if your body is not immediately able to relax like if you're like what's supposed to happen is you get in that stressed out mode and then you get a gush of chemicals that's like ah, oh, everything's cool actually Whew, everything's fine like it goes away and that is uh the relax relaxation response so that's what's supposed to happen um and if it doesn't happen if you're not getting like a relaxation after the fact like if you're not you know maybe you go through a stressful event at work and then after that you're supposed to feel like, all right, it's okay, everything's fine. If you don't have that, so let's say you're living constantly all day in like kind of a stressed out state of mind, that that long-term effect, like basically what happens to you over a lifetime of this is called allostatic load. And that's like basically the wear and tear on your body. And it accelerates aging and illnesses associated with aging. It affects your metabolism, your immune system, and also fucks up your DNA. Pardon my F-bomb. Because it affects how you, how we accelerate chronic illnesses. You're also getting brain damage. Like, you're damaging your cells in your brain. Um, all of those are terrible things. <laughs> so if you don't have a relaxation response, you're going to chemically stay in stress mode. And I actually have complete understanding of what that's like because I'm one of those people, I don't know if you're one of those people, that, like, can pretty much work forever. Like, I could probably stay up all night and work and, and I wake, or I'd go to sleep for, like, three hours and I could do it the next day. And I kind of was doing that for, I don't know, 20 years maybe or something like that. But, like, that is so damaging to your body and your cells. Um, so if you don't have a relaxation response, you need to start... A regular manual shutdown practice, that's what I'm calling it. You have to start that today. Um, that's what I'm going to hopefully give you in part two. Before I go there, though, this is the other um, other part of the first section of this thingy, which is when you're distracted. So there's two things, the stress or distraction. So let's say you're like just constantly kind of confused or maybe... Uh, little bit distracted, you're unable to focus on one thing at once, that is when you're not, you're just not actively present. So you're, you've got brain chatter. And that's when your brain slips into something called default mode. So when you're in default mode, it's like, basically a certain part of your brain is, certain circuits are working. <laughs> so that's the way I can describe it, that are not normal. So like the executive functioning part of your brain, like the, the part of your brain that's supposed to tell all the other parts of your brain what to do is not working well when you're in that mode. So you won't be able to remember things very well, or you'll also get a lot of like, uh, because the executive functioning doesn't work, it can't tell the emotional regulation part of your brain to do the right thing. So you'll get things like a lot of anxiety or you get really worried. Um, so for example, in something like schizophrenia, there's a lot of default circuit activity. So it's when your your brain is basically 
discombobulated. So you, it also means that your decision-making areas, the emotional regulation areas, are not working well. And anyway, if you're in this state all the time, your brain gets gunked up um, something that's called amyloid, and it's a protein, and it later leads to Alzheimer's. So all in all, if you're in this distraction brain chatter mode, it's a big problem. So I want you to decide to change your behavior starting now. And no, it's not your fault because it's just, it just happens that way. It's like you build a habit of, or a lifestyle, and it's also partly just culture. But if you just, if you live that way, you exist that way, it's just going to become your natural state. So it's not like you've done something wrong. It's like, I feel like it's like 99% of culture exists this way, and it's not cool. Which takes me to part two, the solution. I'm keeping it super simple so you can make one real change. Because this is about deciding to alter your behavior in a simple way. So just being conscious is a huge thing. Just being conscious of this. Be keeping it as a priority in the forefront of your mind. And then also trying hard to change your lifestyle in any little way possible. Or just change your behavior on a random basis every day, just being cognizant of it as a goal and taking every opportunity to do something differently. That's huge. That's just like, you can just decide that. So I have a bunch of little, tiny, super simple tools. Um, so I would ask you to please decide to do at least one of them every single day. Uh, and some of them overlap and I try to make them memorable, hence the hilarious names. So the first one is Choose to be caveman or cavewoman. So this is quite simply, just when you're bored or maybe you're at home and you're stressed and you just want to watch junk TV, choose to be caveman, meaning do not turn on a screen or a device. Sit with a book, draw something, write a letter, journal, or better yet, sit quietly and just observe. Just listen, watch the thoughts that drift through your mind and uh, just do some deep breathing. So, like, be with yourself. Um, this is just about deliberately choosing not to turn on a screen when you normally would have. Any, any at all times during the day. <clears throat> okay, second one. I'm calling it bedtime floaties. I think that sounds cool. Um, and it's just about training yourself a very, very easy beginner's little mini meditation. Um, and it's... Only, I'm only asking for three minutes in the morning and three minutes in the evening. So just do it in bed. Just decide every time you wake up, you're going to lie there for three minutes. And then right before you go to sleep, you're going to lie there for three minutes. And basically, you're going to close your eyes and breathe deeply and slowly. And you don't have to try and like force your mind to be blank. Just literally observe yourself from a distance, like as though you were another person that was listening in on your brain. So just almost like watch them with interest and allow them to just drift through your mind. Um, and you're just going to be floating through this three minutes and listening in on a bunch of those noisy voices that are not yours for right now and allow them to be. Just direct yourself back to the observing process. If you're, if you start to go into like, oh, I should get up and like, just return yourself back to 
just watching the thoughts that go through my head. Three minutes, that's all. Alrighty, next one. Kick the phone out of bed. I know this is like kind of the same, but super simple. Just to promise yourself to get the phone out of your bedroom and away from your eyeballs, especially at night. Because like the first, first hour of your day very, very much encodes how the tone of the rest of your day like that hour when you wake up should not be spent on your phone it should be spent on just firstly being grateful to be alive smiling being happy to be you um and then the time before you go to sleep that is for relaxing permanently from this point on since you listen to this you are using that time to relax the blue light from the screen on your phone stops your ability your brain or your, I don't even know what part of it. I think parts of your different parts of your body actually make melatonin. Um, go look it up. Anyway, it's it slows your ability, stops your ability to make melatonin, and it inhibits you from getting a good night of sleep. And your sleep is when your body is doing a whole lot of repair. It's also when your emotions are getting kind of categorized and filed in the right places. Like you need sleep. You can't have half sleep it's when your food is digesting your metabolism is like getting back to tip-top shape it's like all that time is meant for your body to work right and you need real sleep so if you're like flooding your eyeballs with light you're probably not going to reach as deep a state of sleep and that is there for a reason okay next one this is hilarious don't analyze this. Get it? Let's play on that movie. Ha! All right, well, basically, when you're overthinking things, at least I feel like often I'm part of what I'm overthinking is my I'm getting obsessed with or I'm analyzing my own feelings and what they mean and and or analyzing, you know, information about the day. So quite simply, do not analyze. Just decide in those moments when you, you see yourself analyzing information, like, just stop. Just let it go. Just let it be. Like, if you're afraid of, you know, if you're, if you're like, afraid of, or you're working on worry or you're working on stress, like, you're trying to not do those things. Like, when you have an emotion or a feeling that, that sim, uh, like signals that you're gonna something bad is gonna happen it's really hard not to analyze it I know that but just try it because you might find that what happens is like that feeling just drifts away like literally accept it almost like welcome it in like all right fear let's let's live in this thing then and soon it'll just dissipate because most of like what is making you feel all the negative pain is just your analysis of it and you're wanting to control it or you're wanting to solve it or figure it out and gauge what it, how big it is and what it means and blah, blah, blah. So just allow, just make a decision. That's all it is. Like when you start to have those thoughts, just decide, I'm not going to do that part. I'm just going to watch them and see what happens. I'm just going to observe them in my own brain. Like I'm going to allow them to just come through my brain. You get it. Anyway, next one. This is called the one hour pillow so it's similar to the phone and device one but it's basically just make a rule for yourself set an alarm that you are not going to pay attention to anything that involves 
work or stress or watching things that are stressful or devices one hour before bed. That means you're not reading the news, you're not working on your credit card debt, you're not figuring out your meeting schedule for the next day. Just the one hour pillow. Like that's what you gift to yourself in favor of your body's very, very, very important job while you are asleep. Uh, the next one, mini meditations. So this is like anywhere, anytime. You don't need to sit down in the dark. You don't need to be cross-legged. Just anytime you are not forced to be doing something else. So let's say while you're like in line at the grocery store or you're in the bathroom or at the breakfast table. Close your eyes and just sit quietly and breathe in and out at an even pace. And just focus on the sound of your breath or even like watching the colors you see in the back of your eyelids. And just see how quiet you can get your head to become in that little window of time. And just, you'll hear sounds and just be a witness to them. Just like observe that they are happening and watch silently, like don't analyze. And just in general, like if you can do a full meditation practice, like for more than that, do it. Take it on now. I'm actually going to start one now because of all this reading I did. Because when you meditate, you are growing more gray matter, like in your brain. And that stimulates new neuronal growth. Just meditation builds neurons. And that is really, really important in preventing brain decline. And it also can flip the switch on like genes that are already active in you that cause disease. Like it can actually undo negative stuff outside of this whole stress thing, which is awesome. Um, it also quiets down your brain's stress center significantly. So this very last one is just train hard to relax. And that's because like a lot of us are workaholics and we can just go, 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 go. And that's not good for you. It's not good for your brain. And if you don't have a balanced lifestyle, like if you don't have a dedicated time for mental stillness, or maybe you just never allow yourself to relax. Like if you're not one of those people that can like sit and do nothing on a Saturday, you might need to train hard to learn how to do this. Because if you're realizing right now that it's, that your life is heavily based in what's in your head, like you're just being completely piloted and guided by your thoughts, you need to start training yourself into a schedule of relaxation. So just put your push yourself into new areas like trying to sleep in once a week or maybe once every other week or leaving your phone at home all day on weekends. I mean, it won't feel right at first. Like it'll feel very uncomfortable and lazy or something like that. But know that it's going to, if you don't change something, you are going to max out your body and you need to make this a priority. Your chemicals can't handle taxing them like this for the rest of your life. So without doing some serious damage, you've got to make a change. So do it for the future you who really wants to have happy, smart, fun old age. Um, so those are my tools. I hope you like them. And in closing, I will say that life is a ratio. So not all of it goes to work and to thinking. There's a 
there's a part of you that is meant to lie in the grass and watch clouds shift shape. And there's a part of you that is meant to stare at flowers. And there's a part of you that's meant to listen to music while doing nothing else. So if you get in the habit of working and thinking and analyzing things nonstop, it's just going to become your life. And right now, it's time to untrain it in favor of having innate balance. And it won't take too long, because once you start this, you'll find out it'll just get easier and easier and it'll happen faster and faster to quiet your thoughts. And it just takes maintenance, just on a regular basis. So prioritize that time you're going to spend balancing yourself and just commit to doing something today, starting right now, that promotes you relaxing and being more present and in your body, not in your brain. Just start there and you will see change. So I hope this has helped and if you liked it, please review me on iTunes and I send you my love and vibes of positivity. And I will post a mini meditation recording soon, so keep your eyes peeled for that. And um, as always, smile.